Tale Moon. You're listening to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast discussing units, tactics, and more from the UK and Europe. Hello there, and welcome to episode 11 of That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. I'm Cockles, and I'm happy to see that we have not one, but not two. We have three people on today's show. We have our usual show pundits, uh, as we should call them. Uh, we'll start with this man. He is a man, he's the mystery, he is, I think we can safely say he's the best player in Northampton. He's Ollie Dyer. Pleasure to be here, Cockles, as always. And again, you're just fueling the fire now for the address. Uh, I have, I had, I had an Australian guy message me uh, asking, "Do I live in Northampton?" Um, I have people messaging the Patreon Discord. You should join the Discord, and then you can guess my address as well. Yeah, this is, a, no. this is. The, I think that's the only reason they've joined the Patreon, so they can chat and find out where you live. Because I think I'm, we now I'm, have. We have like what? How many was it? At least we have at least six guesses a day, which is quite fun. It's, it's it's something mental. People keep going. Is this your flat? I'm like, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, even if they guess it right, I feel like at some point I'll have to say yes, but it'll pain me, pain me uh, dearly. Uh, next on the show, we have a man who because is he actually in Cambridgeshire? Uh, yes. Uh, no. Uh, no, it's not. So I can leg- legitimately say what what county is in? Huntingdonshire. No, but Huntingdonshire is in Cambridgeshire, mate. So that's it's not. No, it's, it's not. Diff- it's, no, it's not. Huntingdonshire is a historical <laughs> county, not an actual county. But anyway, it, it, so so I can't claim that I'm the best player in Cambridgeshire. But there we go. Um, so AJST, Andy Terrell. I, I how mean, are you I doing? mean, to to be fair, Cockles, just to dive in, you you still couldn't claim you were the best player in no. Cambridgeshire. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> even if Andy didn't live there, <laughs> I reckon I could. I, I reckon I can. I can. I can legitimately claim that. What I think, more I, than I, like I think, Matt Haslam and Rich Chris College? Ask so in a, in a in a game of when me Matt and Rich play, we're pretty even. And when I've played Matt in the majors, I've beaten him. And when I've played Rich in the majors, I've beaten him. Oh, okay. That's a throw Ooh. down there. So, it's all good, and then next time I go play them, now I'm going to see their metalists come out and spank me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's redo that intro. Andy Terrell, best player in Cambridgeshire, not in, in Huntingdonshire. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Yourself? I'm all right. I'm all right. Thank you, mate. I'm all right. I've got half an eye on some football that's going on at the moment, so I'll yeah, be distracted. Nothing special though. It's not, not an important game. It is. If it, it is, it's not. I mean, the team I support are going to lose anyway. It's fine, but well, exactly. they're going to so... get knocked out. But it's one of those things sitting going. Oh, but the hope. It's the hope that kills you. It's what Gino it's just like watching says. England play. It's, yes, exactly that. It's like what. Well, again, it's the hope that kills you. It's what Gino so says that sort of thing. Um, we're also joined with a guest, and we've gone international again. So we've added. So we've had an American on. We've had a German on. Uh, we've had Finland on, which is Andy. We've had Northampton on for Ollie. We've had Northern on for Dave, and now we're going first Polish guest, Christoph. Now, Christoph, I'm going to pronounce your surname, and then people are gonna, in Poland are going to laugh at me, but I reckon I've got nailed here. So. It is. Christoph Trojanowski, have I got that correct? Oh, that was perfect. That was perfect. Bang on. Bang on. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, thank you. For where, where, having me. where in Poland do you hail from? Uh, so it's Warsaw. It's the capital of Poland. Uh, both uh, like can you... politics and legion. That's it. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, can you give us a fun fact about Warsaw? Uh, oh, no, not really. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was, I was put you on. I know I put you on the spot, but I thought maybe you can just entertain anyone who's not been to Poland. Don't know if this you is fun. Probably, probably, I'm not a on a not a correct person to to ask geographical questions, which I consider this one to be. Um, that's fair enough then. No, it's fine. I will talk. So for next time you're on, you've got to find me a fun fact and tell me a good pub to go to. Okay. Sure. Um, so Christoph joins us from Poland to talk as later on, we'll talk about the Polish scene uh, because uh, if you didn't know, there's some pretty good Polish players who play Star Wars Legion. Um, Andy, you might, you're familiar with one of them uh, having played him at worlds. Uh, very, very familiar. I've very familiar. Oh yeah. You played him twice. And then I've, I've not played Mickey, but I've, I've, I've no, I, played, with... I played Mickey and then I played, uh, oh, who else did you play? Um, Bulldog or something. His nickname was or something. Find it later on. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. But uh, yeah. So as I said, welcome to episode eleven of That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. Um, this is made possible thanks to our wonderful patron supporters. Now, I think this is probably going to be the last time that I'm able to say everyone's name because after each show, and we're lucky enough that every, we get keep keep getting more fans and, and patron supporters coming in. So I'm going to say this as I can for the last time, uh, and then afterwards I will be picking out individuals and things and putting it onto shows or putting it onto the end and thanking you via social media posts. So please don't be offended, but this is how it's going to go now. So, are you ready? Navjeet, Steve, Prometheus from Australia, Andrew Fern, Chris Reese, Rob Tyson, Thomas Curtis, Bill Grant, Tom Zarowski, Dave Grant, Jonathan Hall, Evan Paul in America, Jason, haven't got his country jonathan dunn andreas killy tony fox carl hewitson mike reese sebda agar richard college tom smith rickle Stu, reese also american steve pryor and matthew don't know why i chopped the countries in there i just thought it was fun um all of you are absolute heroes and legends and you make what we are doing possible through your support because obviously it costs a bit of cash to be a podcast done for after the first month because then they start saying oh you've got to pay you've got to pay to have your podcast on there so with your support, we're able to do this. And believe me, we've got some exciting stuff coming through uh, in the next few weeks, um, which work is going on behind the scenes. And that's the only spoiler that I'm going to drop for today. But you might see some future spoilers in sprinkled around in the next few weeks on social media or XYZ. So pay attention to that. Uh, but thank you to you all. If you want to be a, a Patreon supporter, please look us up. Look up uh, patreon.com forward slash that's no moon and you can choose any one of our tiers of supporting and doing all things there are rewards as well uh those of you who are the top top tier supporters hoodies are being ordered baby you're gonna get your own little ones with your personalized stuff and all that jazz so yes so keep an eye out for that um yeah that's the only housekeeping i've got unless any of you guys have anything uh ollie and andy anything you want to add no just personal thank you yeah oh yeah thank you yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Just this short sweep. Thank you. It's all good. Um, what's today? Today's show order. We're gonna talk uh we're gonna talk about Star Wars Legion in Poland, uh and the Polish players and and some uh and, and obviously Christoph, you're gonna be the expert on that one because most of us aren't. Um new stuff. We haven't had a chance to cover um what they called for small furry things, Ewoks. Not Ollie, Ewoks. Um we're going to talk Ewoks and the other things that were spoiled that we haven't quite got around to talking about um, since Worlds. Uh, we'll talk some recent games, if anyone's had any. And, yeah, that's about it, really. We're just uh, This one should be less intense than the previous one, I think, uh, just because Worlds was a thing. But, yeah. Um, Christoph, you're from Poland. You play, play Legion in Poland. You play in Warsaw. 
tell us uh, what's so what when did you start playing the game? So it was like quite a smooth transition from uh, competitive X-wing uh, in 2019. So I finished painting my first miniatures when uh, my daughter was born. So this was like exactly the same night. Uh, and what, it was like really useful transition because I couldn't afford anymore to go like out uh, like three times a week to play competitive X-Wing and go around Europe and uh, play in tournaments. So Legion at, for starters was like kind of more casual experience for me. Uh, quickly ceased to be so. Uh, so of course, uh, then COVID, COVID happened and then we, we really started like in, in Warsaw with, uh, tournaments, uh, they were, they were, there were two tournaments before, but now we have like a huge scene going on here, uh, which I really like to recap here, uh, to tell everybody because, uh, maybe we are not so present on international media, uh, as I'd like us to be. Uh, but we've got like a ton of great players, uh, some of which you have met. Um, I wasn't one of them as I can't travel yet uh, due to my uh, paternal uh, um, stuff <laughs> being careful. I, as a man, as a man who is a fellow, I mean, Andy is as well, but Ollie is a little, uh, Ollie, your son, not Ollie Dyer, is um, just had to get that out there to make sure. Your son's a bit older, so that, that helps a little bit. Whereas uh, my my daughter's eighteen months. Yours obviously is a little bit old, a tiny little bit older. So it's harder to travel around because it means leaving your wife or significant other with said child. Exactly. It's hard to swing these days. <laughs> exactly uh, on point. I already talked my wife into letting me go to a world uh, next year. Should I get my invite? So this is. <laughs> This might happen. Sorry, that means one more person on the show who's going to Worlds probably before me, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you got there before us. I like, I like the self-burns now. They're quite rare. So I, I, know my, I know my place in the world, all right? That's well, where, where I'm at. It's my wheelhouse. Is that, is that if there's a 128-player Worlds event, you'll come 129? <laughs> Does that mean you're ranking me as the 129th player, best player in the world, if that is the case? Yeah, but so is everyone else because that's where they all sit. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Andy, it. And, Andy and I are sat pretty on fourth and fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at me! I managed to go because I ran Blizzard for Yeah. Anyway, let's go on with this. Sorry, Christoph, this is your moment, not Ollie's and Andy's. <laughs> you guys did make like uh, country-wise, you did, did make like a huge splash in the world. So, uh, <laughs> congratulations on that. Um, like five players, top eight or four players, was it? Uh, three, three, three top eight, top eight, five into day two, and we went with twelve. Uh, Eleven plus Ellis. Nice. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, Eleven plus Ellis, who we have excommunicated from the English. <laughs> <laughs> that's because I, I maintain that's because his list was awful, but that's why. It's because he thought ATRTs had Arsenal two for the Republic, so it's now the AT Arsenal two two. <laughs> Some things you learn the oh, hard way. Uh, yes, you do. Some <laughs> things you definitely learn the hard way. Uh, for us, uh, for Poland, uh, we, there were like five players, five, five very good players, uh, four of which progressed to day two. Uh, and they placed at 9, 15, 29, and 35th place. So they were nicely smeared over the whole field. Uh, 
So we didn't get anyone to top eight, uh, but I feel that it was like a very hard field. Um, I... It's all Andy's fault, that is. That's all Andy's fault. <laughs> yeah, I feel personally responsible for taking out Mickey and um, oh, it was Ball. Oh, I've got it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, Arthur. Uh, Arthur. He uses That's those yeah, mad ball. He does. Uh, which makes my life miserable as I try to rank Polish players internally. Uh, <laughs> because which which is kind of a segue uh, to to the thing that I wanted to talk about the most about Polish uh, Polish Legion scene, uh, which is our run of events uh, that is uh, Galaxy of Fire on Fire, uh, which we hold in Warsaw like every two months uh, in a, in a yearly fashion. We uh, gather the old all the results and we uh, rank players. Uh, by that we so so this is like kind of a long uh, going league i have an honorary trophy for that i i have an honorary trophy for that event because i had many many beers with mickey last year (laughs) and mickey went you deserve this and i went thank you and i have one i have one it's in my it's my little box over there and uh, yeah, and I think the only reason I got it is because I sang lots of songs at the karaoke bar, not because of any um, ability that I have rolling dice or playing Legion. <laughs> that's so all right. Said... Uh, that's all right. Me and me and Andy can go over to do the uh, the dice rolling and the and the Legion playing. You can come over for karaoke. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Everyone will be entertained, hopefully. So for uh, tracking your. Um each of the players ranks do you take into account any international tournaments they visit as well as just your local ones in poland no i mean it doesn't it doesn't really compete with uh elo uh ranking uh but we do uh we do gather the results of like a whole year run and then we for for like because now we have a fourth edition uh of this of this uh event and before it was like we just uh, aggregated all the results and we uh, just by that we had a top three which uh, got like some crazy bonkers uh, prizes of course and uh, could call, could call them the best players in the Poland. Uh, but right now we we have kind of changed the formula. Uh, the thing is that like this run of events grew quite large. It started with like 12 players. Uh, so first season was 45 players total. Um, and then second season grew quite rapidly into like having an average of 30 players per event. And the third one, which just ended like a few months ago, uh, gathered like 150 players. And the biggest event was 70, 75 people. So, and it, this happens like every two months. And the thing is that we have only time to play free games because of like the constraints we have with from the organizational matters. So there's like eight or nine people that are undefeated, which kind of sucks before because we used to buy MOV. We used to uh, say that uh, this is like top three, uh, but the other guys, yeah, I I, I hate tiebreakers. So this uh, season we kind of changed it. Uh, so all undefeated players are treated equally. They get the same prize. Uh, so there is like eight, nine of them, but it still it still che- checks out. It's, it works. And then in the end, like the sixth tournament or, or seventh turn- tournament will will be just top top eight for the best players. 
uh, run just along the, the 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 last event. So we kind of got rid of tiebreaker problem, uh, which works nicely. Um, and this is like. If you come, the tournament is really fun because for free games, it doesn't get really very competitive. Uh, you just some very good players can uh, have lucky runs and just uh, not play anybody their skill level, which is why this year I want to uh, mix things up a little bit and pair people based on their previous results. So to treat all those six or seven events just like a one event, sort of. And actually, people from Poland hear it for the first time, too, uh, because this is something only internally discussed before. Uh, but we, we... Hold on. Are you giving us are you giving us an exclusive? Because that's pretty <laughs> cool. That is the case. <laughs> As a sort of moment. Like <laughs> so I quite like this. The effort that's going into this is quite impressive. And do you get... <clears throat> Because obviously, Poland's obviously a pretty big country. Uh, you've got lots of people, obviously, in the populated areas. But like, is, is it all organized in just one place? Or do they all go to, like, Krakow or Poznan uh, or, or, or Lublin or something like that? Or is it just a case of, no, everyone goes to Warsaw and then carries on? Oh, the, the, Warsaw, the Warsaw scene is uh, for sure the biggest one. But we do have, like, uh, six or seven other uh, places where Legion is played. Uh, like on a monthly basis and gathers like 20 people uh so most of most of those uh those cities also have some traveling players who come to warsaw regularly to play so we do have the biggest scene and by far but uh it isn't like legion is only played in warsaw uh and actually some guys from from uh breslau are traveling also around the world uh, they went to uh, to Germany for some tournament last like last season, uh, and of course, like two two most pl- traveling players from from Poland are Miki uh, and Oscar. Miki, who was mentioned before, so I have to give shout out to them because they they are quite uh, they they won some events. Oscar won London uh, GT. He did, I believe. <laughs> he did indeed. He did, did indeed. Uh, who did he beat in the final? <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, who did he beat in the final? It actually wasn't me. I, just I was <laughs> genuinely trying to think because it was so. I, I, I did, I did, I did come second, but he didn't beat me in the final. He beat me <laughs> in the first round of that. Uh, so I, I, I made top eight, lost first game, and then won out. Uh, but I only lost against Oscar, which placed me second. I think so, it was the guy who beat Dave Grant. I think he was running Rebels. Ben, yeah, Ben Royals. That sounds about right. I know it's a Ben. I just don't know the surname. Yeah, he's in the world's chat, so. Yeah, not that he says anything. Ooh. Oh, shade. <laughs> That's an invite to say something there, Ben. Have a word. Um, yeah, so yeah, so Oscar, good player, uh, nice bloke as well. And then obviously Mickey, Mickey travelled over for not just LG. Well, he missed LGT last year, but he came over to Euros in Milton Keynes. Oh yeah, just just been before, before the world before before the world went crazy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah. Yeah. So actually, uh, because I'm the stats guy. Uh, despite of me having pre- previously problems in turning on my computer for this call, uh, I'm really into computers. I work on the computer. Uh, I am a programmer, so uh, I'm I'm doing like my own uh, analysis of the of the meta game and uh, and I gather statistics. And one of the things that I could read actually from the tabletop TO uh, before its demise is that Poland is at least there. 
a third biggest country as the tournaments number go in Europe. Uh, like, I mean, USA is far ahead of everybody else. <laughs> uh, if, one, right? for, the benefit, for the benefit of USA listeners, I'll do this for you. USA, USA. <laughs> that's for you. <laughs> USA, number one. That's, that's their thing. But yeah, that was for their benefit. Evan, you're all right. Reese, that's for you. Carry on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but uh, we we do have like a lot of tournaments. Uh, some of them might be small in in like different cities of Poland, but uh, we do go for uh, quantity over quality here. Um, but in in Warsaw, we get those those big events, and I I really miss one thing that we didn't have the qualifier this year. There was some 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 pro- technical problems in organization uh, of this but we do hope to get proper qualifiers this year uh so our um our distributor uh maybe does some stuff better and maybe uh yeah it sounds like it sounds like from uh the announcements that came post sort of end of worlds and all this jazz that the fact that uh amg atomic mass games are looking to increase the potential participation of players with the restructuring of their of how how invites are offered i think is probably the best way of of applying that because of the craziness that was the previous couple of years and it was hard to sort of nail down regular invites and whatnot and there people had invites from pre-covid and all this sorts of jazz it's hard to do that so they've i think they've structured it so that it's a may to a may to april yearly thing so that means that all the invites that go in that will be for the then following for so if, say you get say you win an invite in june that will be for the worlds in feb in the following march so i think andy you'll probably know better than me you'll know how <clears throat> excuse me you'll know how uh how they'll structure it better than i do i think it, it, there's regionals and smaller yeah, ones so they've got store events is what they've announced and shown um obviously one of the prize kits for um there might be more of them to come based on what i've seen in the prize kits and what they're actually on offer um it kind of hints and suggests that there might be more more variations of them store kits so it might not be the only ones that they do um or they're going to string them out over a couple of years um and then there's what they call regionals which are the ones that contain they haven't officially said flights and hotels but it's what used to be the flights and hotels but they have said if you win a regional, there is a be- benefit to winning that over winning a store invite. Um, so it's not been 100% official. Um, we haven't had any events, obviously, with these yet. So, But it's meant to be, a, as you say, like a, a, May, a, a May through till March kind of system. Um, from from the outside looking in, the, the success of the world tournament and the popularity of the world's tournament was based on because it was a genuine world's event. It wasn't USA plus 20 people from other people and, and smattered around other countries. It was lots of Americans, given the fact that there's lots there, and it was the, and effectively it was the host nation, if you will. And then 12 from Britain, five from Poland, multiple from Germany, a couple from France, a couple from Italy, a couple from Spain multiple canadians multiple a few australians yeah, so I mean, it actually had is a that, world it was a, it, it was a world so i think for them to not give the opportunity to people to get flights would be it might it would be got, detrimental I mean, to, detrimental to the end however i get what you're saying from the business point of view for them to chuck out let's say two people from each country that play, well two people from all of europe 
in every European country get flights and hotel. That is a well, lot of money. That's it. That's it. If you if you put a figure on, I know it's probably at least fifteen hundred to two grand per person, um, and you've got somewhere between two and four regionals a country. You've got uh, probably about a dozen European countries in there. That's you're looking at twenty four uh, forty eight grand kind of jobby. Um, so that's a lot of money for a company to chuck at. But that's only if they can hit the sixty four player. They have announced like, yes, like yeah, minimum yeah. minimum, so that they can actually hit that. So for the countries where um, last season it was, you know, there was a, I heard of a seventeen player event where a player run will won flights and accommodation uh, in one of our uh, one of our European nation friends. I won't call them out because that's not fair. But yeah, so seventeen players got in there. I think France could get sixty four players. Germany, England, Poland. I've heard Spain's got a really, really good circuit as well. Yes, Italy. they have said that's going to be... I think that's the defining factor. If you get 64 players or it's a 64-player event, and I think you have to, like it has to be an official event, um, then Wells and tickets are paid for because obviously the size kind of helps pay for the, the cost of that. Um, but if you are, you can run a regional and not have 64 players. You just, don't, you just get four invites because a normal store kit only has the single invite on it. So hopefully, Christoph, this will help increase Polish participation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we are forced kind of to create at least one event that spans through two days. Uh, as otherwise, it would be impossible to, to find out who, who actually won. And there is a plan for, for our regional in Warsaw to actually have seven games properly. So we can accommodate up cool. to 90 people, I guess. Uh you can go I don't know about players. Seven games. Sorry, seven games. Yeah, yeah. Seven games is 128 players. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about more of the constraints with tables and uh, and the space too. Ah, uh, there is that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, sto- that's a story Andy is fully familiar with. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I saw um, it wasn't too long ago. Um, your last event, like 70 players for a single day event. It's absolutely crazy to see that as a thing um i mean you're right like it's unfair to treat any of them free and o's any differently so it's great to hear from an organizer's point of view that you basically treat them all the same and i think that's the best thing to do um but it's amazing to see that size of event for just a single day um that's normally the turnout for a lot of two days and some two days don't even get that kind of turnout so yeah that's amazing yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with our local scene for that because this is basically a casual event, right? Uh, we don't get any official price support. The price support is great. Don't like. Uh, I have to sh- give a shout out to our 3D companies. We've got uh, we've got Seb Miniatures now. Anvil Rage, you probably have heard of him. Um, so there, there are a lot of local stores who give like a lot of good price support, but. At the bottom line, this is a casual event that that gathers like over sixty people now consistently. So yeah, I think this is Poland is in a great spot in Legion in Warsaw, but I do hope that we get some multi-day events also running like at least a few times a year because this this is like what gathers competitive crowds and this makes the competition even more fun, at least to 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 me. <laughs>
You just told me you could cough. I was. Just, I, was <laughs> I was. I was. I was setting up things, ready for the next things, and I was like, "Yeah." It's, but yeah, it's all. Whenever I think respect goes out to anyone, and Andy just, it, it, this sound a bit bad, but you're going to think, "Oh, yeah, cheers." Respect goes out to anyone who organises major events because the time and effort that gets put into that is, is, is goes unnoticed by those who don't know what goes into it. If that makes sense. Um, that you've got the, the the stress of organising terrain, the stress of organising mats, the stress of organising up multiple individuals. Table hire. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's one thing that goes um, uh, hidden. Table yep. hire. Table hire. The stress, and then also you've got the the the, the, the you've got uh, effectively. I wouldn't say manage, but you've got to handhold a group of individuals who've all got their own agendas and all like, oh, why should we not do this sort of stuff? And then you've got to make contentious calls now again for judging and all that kind of crap. It's hard to do. So my respect goes out to anyone who organises majors and all that sort of jazz. But uh, so, yeah, but it sounds, but I, I would like to, because I've said this, I think as my daughter gets older and maybe my bank balance gets, bank balance gets bigger, I'd like to uh, travel more to see, yeah, I know the two don't go hand in hand, really, do they? <laughs> but hey, potential. Uh, I'd like to maybe travel around and get to. So I'd love. I've, I've done. I've been to Germany to play. It was awesome. Uh, I'd like to go to Holland and play because um, like Kev Jones plays out that way, and Tim Janssen and a few others. And it's it's a. Uh, I think it's it's more of a startup community at the moment, but it's getting like the Dutch luck will uh, have fun, and also the the uh, the evening out in Holland would be quite fun. Um, and then, yeah, going out to Poland and Denmark and Italy and Spain would be pretty fun as well. So uh, I look forward to hopefully crossing paths with you on a table in a not-too-distant future, Christoph. Me too. I really hope some more people come actually to, to Poland and I'm on the same boat uh, wanting to travel more uh, to closer countries, to Germany, to, to Italy, to, to UK, but also to worlds, to, to other events. Uh, so you did mention the, uh, the all the work that goes into into organizing events and all those people going unseen for the most part. So you know what also went unseen for some time uh, in Star Wars Episode Six. There was those little bear creatures, I believe. Bear creatures. Oh, what a segue! Well, it's yeah. a segue. I actually had a couple of final little questions for you, though, to Christoph. But yeah, we can segue into the Ewoks. But uh, yeah, my final uh, question, my last question to you was going to be: before we move on to the Ewoks, what's your faction you play the most, and what's your favorite list that you have played with? And then yeah, then we'll go on to the bear creatures. Um, okay, uh, so uh, I started with Republic, uh, but this was the dire times of Rex Star. Uh, so me and my friend got really, uh, really uh, tired of this, like over the course of three games, which is why I sit now on CIS mostly. I play this, I play this almost exclusively. I love me some Cadbane, some Mole. Uh, now I've seen that Asajj has like the lowest, lowest possible win rate from recent events, but I, I want to play some, some of her. Uh, I really do like me some order control and CIS is the faction to to do this. But I own all the factions, don't have time to play them. I don't think anyone's got time to play all the factions. My I like I, I play now. I well I play four of the five, but there we go. Whether I play them successfully or not is a different matter. But there we go. Um, Far from it. <laughs> 
It is dropped. Just because I said far from it. because <laughs> Do you know what? I was trying to type something at the same time, and I pressed the space bar, and it activated my mute button. But there we go. So what I was trying to try and segue, so talking of success, have any of you heard of successful little band of bear creatures that lived in the forest of Endor? They did quite well once against the Empire. Ewoks, they're called. I thought they were called Wookiees. They're Kashyyyk, mate. Get it right. Such a Star Wars nerd. They were meant to be uh, Wookiees, though. The original really? script was writ- the original script was written for the Ewoks originally to be Wookiees, uh, and then they were like, "Oh, yeah, the budget for this really won't cover it." I <laughs> so, see. I, I thought it was a case of like, we've got some actors to play Wookiees. We've got this really cool actor called Warwick Davis, but that he and it's like, well, he's not a Wookiee. He's a bit bit too small for being a Wookiee. But no, we'll make him an Ewok instead. That'll work instead. I think as a, sl- a very quick side segue, it was kind of like it was meant to be Wookiees because it was meant to be like related to Chewbacca. But then they were like, oh, but we want them to be all primitive. And then that makes no sense because Chewie's not primitive and he's got a bowcaster and he knows what he's doing. And so then they kind of kept the furriness and then changed them to small, cuddly murder bears. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. But there we go. But uh, yeah, so Wookiees. Um, so spoiled at the end of Worlds were, um, were Wookiee, Wookiee cards. Um, Wookie cards, Ewok cards, specific <laughs> specifically, um, Wicket, who uh, you all know is the hero of the Ewoks, um, and I'm gonna re- I'll talk about his card now, but I'm just gonna put into this thing, Ewoks coming out could be a game changer for well, I think they're going to be a game changer for everybody because of the un the the, the units that will come to associate themselves with like the with all of the Ewoks and stuff like that. It's going to be mental that if a bunch of furry bears are going to be better than a bunch of hardcore robots, i.e. dark troopers, it will be mental. Um, and I look forward to seeing how they play on the table because I, regardless of me going yay or nay about them, they're going to be fun to see. And I know there are certain players, <coughs> Killy, who are going to be all over them like a powerful moss on a tree. So this will be fun. Um, Wicket. I'll reveal his card. Wicket is a 70-point leader for the Rebels with a billion keywords on. And I'm not joking. He's got So he has independent dodge, one. Low profile. Nimble. Relentless. Scout one and scouting party two. If, you're not, if you can't remember what scouting party does, it basically means that after you scout, two units of your, in this case, of your friendly Ewok type can move with you. And up to your scout value. Yeah, it's sharpshooter two, which doesn't really make sense. But we'll see what heavy weapons and things he gets in a bit, or weapons he gets with him. Uh, and he ha- and that's his that's his keywords. Here's here's health five. Health five. That's the same health as Sabine. It uh, yeah okay. It's, it's the same health as Boba Fett. That's a bit weird. He has health five, courage two, surge crit, surge defense, white dice defense. Totally agree. Fine. He has a melee weapon, which is a spear, if you didn't know what that stick was in in the film, which is two red, one black, pierce one. Yep, cool. Have not a problem. And his ranged weapon is a sling, which is one black dice, range one to two. That sling works a long way. Pierce one, but it has the keyword primitive. And we haven't, Andy, you tell me if I'm wrong, have we been spoiled what the keyword primitive is? No, no, no spoilers yet. So it could be maybe they can't spend an aim, or maybe the extra, maybe the, the opposition can re-roll a save. Who knows? I, I think it's most likely that 
it can't um, crit vehicles. Yeah, so I, I think that, like, sure, you can crit through cover on infantry units, but I don't think his spear can crit through a dark trooper no, no, or, it's just, or an ACRT it's just, or ATSD. So, so basically, the sling cannot, a sling ranged attack cannot crit vehicles or anything like that. I don't think uh, it can get yeah. crits at all. Surge crit. Yeah, he's surge. Oh, that's crit. just to get it. Why not make it surge hit? Because of the melee. He can surge crit on melee because the melee Fair. weapon doesn't have primitive. Yeah, there we but go. The sling does. So the sling can't score. I don't like it's all guessing. Yeah. Away. I think you're, you're I, 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 I would reckon that like he can still surge crit um just to get through cover on primitive. Um you know, Sharpshooter too. Don't <laughs> yeah, that, that sling, if it hits something, it's a free kill because it's Pierce 1, which I didn't realise he had Sharpshooter 2. But... <laughs> well, that's what I mean. He has Sharpshooter 2, but throws one dice. But this the, is, yeah. So that's just what I was saying. Basically, if it gets hit, it kills it. Or wounds yeah. it, wounds it regardless. So, yeah, that's uh, interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's Wicket as a unit. There are other things there. So that, uh, but, but my first thoughts are that Ewok... Has it's it's a that Ewok has got a lot of love, um, and again, but my my baffledness, my brain goes, he's the same health as Boba Fett, and the same health as Sabine, both of whom are hardcore warrior like Mandalorian people. I don't get it. Uh, I think it's Din. What's Din? What's Din Djarin's? Din, uh, Din Djarin is five. However, Wicket I is very yeah. Wicket is very very small. Yes, but that's the point. Why could uh, just one... white saves and red saves? Very different effective health pools. Uh, Wicket's yeah. effective health pool is seven, and Boba Fett is like it'd be ten, twelve. You've not rolled my right my red dice before, have you, mate? That's not how <laughs> no. that works. <laughs> just see see my recent game when Wall got one shotted by uh, by rolling lots of dirt, lots of surges and very little defense it was the way i'm looking at it is for every one health crit wicket has he has two keywords he has 10 unique keywords yeah this is true and it, it's, <laughs> it, but also he's five he's five health yeah all at the same time he ha, he will have uh the ability to stay alive more than anyone else probably in the game in terms of low profile and nimble and all and independent dodge one good yeah. good Look, Ollie, you, Car- Ollie, you just take roll with the rest of the Wookies. Talk about the Wookies. Talk about them. Ewoks, cockles. Ewoks, Ewoks, Ewoks. Right, Ewoks. So, uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to start on the command cards. Um, I photographed these, so they're a little bit blurry. Um, so I'm going to do my best to read them. So uh, for the Battle Force specific uh, command cards, they have four: two one pips, one two pip, and one three pip. Um, just let me find the clearest picture which is looking like that one. Cool. So uh, I can't read the title because it's a little bit too too blurry, uh, but it is Bright Tree Village only. It is two Bright Tree Village trooper units, uh, and it is you must nominate a Bright Tree commander. Oh, you know what? I can't read that. Oh. I'll, I'll help you if you want. Yeah, please. please <laughs> right, it's, all... it's the Arabaral Assault, if that's the one pip you're reading. Arboreal Assault. Where have you found this? It's on the uh, Tabletop Admiral and other uh, list of Elgin websites are available. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, oh, Andy, you're getting fired, mate. 
Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see the uh, I can't see the Wookiee command cards on tabletop. Have it's because they're Ewoks. Sorry, I can't see the Ewok command cards. Screw you! I can't see the Ewok command cards on on tabletop. Have it's because you must nominate. Sorry, I'll read it for you, boys. Yeah, Bright Tree Village only. You must nominate a Ewok commander. The weapons of the trooper. Um, Units that have face-up order tokens this turn gain suppressive and immobilize one this round. This round, after a friendly special forces unit performs an attack against a unit with a face-up order token, shuffle that order back into the order pool. So it's pinned down for the bottom half for all your special forces units in your army. Um, and then two units uh, that receive orders gain suppressive and immobilize one. So if you can somehow put heavies or um, something, then that immobilize will stack. So you can f- fire immobilize two potentially from Ewok core units and suppressive. Oh, it looks like my units aren't moving anywhere then. <laughs> no, it could be quite interesting because so, but immobilize that'll only be troopers, so it's not gonna be vehicles or anything like that. No, uh, immobilize isn't restrictive to troopers, you can immobilize vehicles. I've well, never, I've just not seen this. Uh, Pikes do this with their whip, yeah. Say again? Yeah, as Christoph said, uh, pike whips. Ah, well, it's the lesser spotted pike whips at the moment because everyone just goes, oh, just run the disruptor instead. Everyone runs uh, black suns, you mean? They're called pink suns, mate. Get them right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Then you've got the other one, Pip, which is my favourite one, uh, which is log traps, uh, bright tree village only. This round, at the start of the activation phase, one uh, Ewok trooper unit that contains an Ewok trapper miniature may make the attack action... uh, Oh, it doesn't say uh, attack. It says may make an attack listed below. So this is what their attack would be for this turn. Range 1 to 4, 2 red, 3 black, impact 4, pierce 1. And the artwork is the ATST being smashed by some logs. It's amazing. (laughs) That sounds, that looks like that'll be a fun card to play. Just like boom, and what I want what I want AMG to do is release a miniature which has two logs coming into onto like a bit of terrain type piece. That'd be quite fun. Yeah. Um, and then you've got hiding in plain sight. Uh, two Ewok troopers, bright tree village only. Uh, you must nominate a Ewok troop uh, commander. Units issued orders by this card uh, card gain inconspicuous this round. Uh, so you can only shoot them if you're at range one, or if they shoot, then they lose inconspicuous. Or perform an objective action as well. Yeah, like picking up objectives and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, a good early turn card because then you can't shoot whatever you're trying to move up. Yeah, with. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do do we know what the force org for force org Ewoks will be? Uh, yeah, nothing yet. If if you're on if if you're on tabletop admiral, it forces you to take C three PO and Wicket as commanders uh, when you start trying to make a mercenary list. So I don't know if they have some moderation of insider information, whether that's just what their website's choosing to do. Uh, I think it's more of they're the only two units that have officially had cards revealed. So I think that's more of it. Um, if you're if you got the last command card there, Ollie, or uh, yes, I do. I mean, they're just as blurry, but hey ho. It's, uh, it, oh no! It's for the tribe. Which no, no, I can't read even on this. What <laughs> you must Come nominate on. an Ewok commander this round at the beginning of the activation phase. The orders, uh, 
units issued and ordered sorry, by this sorry, card. Sorry, Andy, I've got this up. That little donk everyone just heard was Ollie moving his head into his microphone. I just want to put that. Was like, just, and then your face, Ollie, was just like, oh, what's just happened? You look like a small child who just had their like, lollipop taken away. It was hilarious. I was, mate. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this card. I can't read that. Well, I know that you can't read. I can, I can read. I can read more than you, six-fingered fanboy. <laughs> so you must nominate an Ewok commander this round. At the beginning of the activation phase, units issued in order by this command card. This round, uh, Ewok troopers with a face-up order token gain Dauntless and Relentless. And you can give out free Ewok units that. That's pretty darn good. Oh, just just a wee bit to give three units relentless. Oh, you know, just the, the classic three the... relentless. Probably, I'm, I'm assuming the uh, Ewoks will be squads of ten with with several uh, heavy options because uh, we've seen on the command cards that it says about trappers. So I assume that the Ewoks will have a trapper heavy, and then I assume they'll have something else. Um, and then their base their base unit will have eight miniatures, and it will be about thirty six points. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that they're going to be more like a, a, an adaptation of... Obviously, we've seen how AMG have turned um, Stormtroopers into heavy response units. So we, I'm not saying we're going to have an Ewok heavy response unit, although that would be really funny. But are we, they're going to be like, what, six miniatures with option for two heavy weapons and eight. a leader? Eight you, reckon they, you reckon they're going to be eight? I, I think they're going to be eight because they, they have specifically announced... that I remember them saying it um, back on Mini Stravaganza that Ewoks would have the largest squad in the game and because b1s have got eight perhaps they go to nine um but my my heart my deepest in, in the bottom of my heart i hope it's 10 because i want to run 60 ewoks that's going to be 60 blobs of gray walking towards you are you going to paint are you going to paint we're just going to dip them in contrast paint and that'll be it it's probably the latter <laughs> And uh, Evan, when you listen to this episode, I-, I saw your comments. I'm coming for you. Uh, my my Blizzard Force for Worlds got compliments on its paint job. Granted, they shouldn't have because it was terrible. Were but, they from visually impaired people? Uh, I'm moderately visually impaired. I-, I thought I painted them in the Endor scheme, but I'm colorblind. Moderately visually impaired. Yeah, how, honestly. How, how, how how does that work? Driving for you to work? Oh, oh, I'm not. I'm just a. I'm a terrible painter. I am the furthest thing from a hobbyist that you can be. If I could, if I could just play with bases, I would, and just and just and just write on what's on there. I have no care for the hobbying side of this game. Quick segue while you're talking about hobbying, just a just a quick one. One of those hobbying hobbying. It might be one of the things that we talk about in one of our extra little things that we do in the future. Who knows? Who knows? It might be, it might not be, but it definitely that is. That is such a wide segue. But, but, but it could be. <laughs> it will be, it will be. Anyway, it's, it's free real estate. Anyway, um, carry on with the Ewoks. Uh, Christoph, what are your thoughts so far? You've been very patient and quiet listening to our ramblings. I'm very hesitant to actually say anything about AMG releases. I mean, the one thing that they... Uh, taught us uh, is that nothing feels uh, on paper the same that it does on the table, at least for me. I was scared that Dean Dean Jarin would be scary as hell. He doesn't see any play. Uh, I I think they 
they tend to make very balanced characters, which don't appear to to be so on the paper. But then you play them, and all those bonkers, uh, like lists of tenth of keywords, they just don't seem as powerful on the table, and they seem pretty balanced. So I'm more uh, scared of the what they can show uh, of the Ewok uh, court, like their squads, their their units, uh, their infantry, because they they did make pikes, that they did make black suns and dark troopers. So uh, now I'm not uh, I'm not scared of of Wicked and his ten ten keywords. I'm just uh, waiting for the future. <laughs> a little bit scared of the murder bears. Let's let's have a speculation here. Let's what if they right. So about the the. Well, I, I don't unless I've not seen them, and I've just not seen the, the Ewok core. But did you know, or do you remember that they also told us what what are their abilities no. is going to be? No, I can't remember. I genuinely can't remember. So, Andy, remind us. They did mention as a spoiler. I can't remember which stream or something it was on, but basically, if the Ewoks, uh, I think it was referring to the core units, kill a heavy weapon, they get to pick it up and use it. Holy mother of balls! That isn't. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'll be sending. Oh. I'll be sending sixty Ewoks to kill Darth Vader. <laughs> that's not a heavy weapon. That's not a heavy weapon. But no, I, but I, can... I, I, I beg to differ. Sorry, like, just, just pick a up thought. a Z six. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll just be going. You can just go after like Sabine with the dark saber, or Moff Gideon with the dark saber. That's not a heavy or, weapon. Or Darth Maul with the dark saber. Or dark They're troopers not with their assault cannon. Dark troopers with the assault cannon. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like oh, I'm I haven't sorry, seen Ewok with a myrtleizer. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen anything about it, but they did mention it once. Uh, I I think that's going to be freaking hilarious. I don't think it's being the. I don't think it will really be in like the competitive shenanigans in any way, shape, or form. But I think it'd be freaking hilarious to play. Just a Ewoks fire supporting with a Z6 that they've picked up. Yeah, uh, Christoph. Yeah, a fun fact would be that uh, in the like all big events that happened post post CRB, nobody used Myrtleizer. Uh, to my information, I gathered like uh, over uh, a thousand games, and nobody nobody used this upgrade, uh, which which is like crazy imbalance for me. But every Dark Trooper I mean, unit was fielded with the assault cannon. Not surprising, though, of course. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me as a as a stat that Myrtleizer was never taken because if you're getting that close, you just take the frag launcher and you'd never really want to get in melee. If it had pierce, I think you start taking it. But with it being just suppressive, it's nothing to worry about. There's nothing scary. Just a quick one. Did you say it was heavy weapons? Because I'm currently looking through heavy weapons. It would be hilarious <laughs> to look at and see an Ewok carrying. Is it just heavy weapons or is it any weapon be- that is... I believe it's heavy weapons. So the idea is, uh, uh, right. or, as I say, I can't remember when they said this. Or weapon sure... upgrades. Or... Yeah, I think it's weapon upgrades. Like so... as I say, like a Z six or something. But I don't know the ins oh. and outs of it. I don't know how true it is or not. But right. I'm so sure just, that's just what they said on stream once. Just off of the just off of the rebel weapon options, I'm just going to give you a couple of entertaining entertaining thoughts in your head. Ewok with a bowcaster. <laughs> uh. They Ewok. were meant to be Wookiees. E- yeah, true. Ewok, Ewok <laughs> with a bowcaster. 
Ewok that randomly goes over to a dead Mandalorian and decides to pick up its best cad its best cad sword. Uh, so that'd be quite fun. And then from other factions, let's just quickly look on because the Empire has probably the more, the more fun toys. The one I on can this think one. of is um, if they picked up like a saboteur's bomb. Like just make <laughs> too much thematic sense. They're like, oh yeah, we're just gonna arm it and then blow it up. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so that. Uh, and then the other ones in there, I've got uh, Ewok with. Um, <laughs> there's a couple here actually. Uh, e- Ewok with an IRG battle staff. <laughs> so it's just like Ewok. I, I got visions of it like pole Im- pole vaulting Im- over stuff. Immune Pierce com- <laughs> combat Ewoks. <laughs> oh god! Can you imagine that? They're just tying up any Force user in the entire game. Oh, I see. What is that? What are you doing, Commander Vader? Nothing. That's what you're uh, doing. <laughs> next, the, la- the, the another one for you: uh, an Ewok with a DLT 19D uh, and uh, an Ewok with an E11D. It'd be quite funny. Just uh, oh, what's this? Ewok. It's a little bit closer. The Ewok turns it round. It, turn- it flicks through a red dice, and it goes. Bip, 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 with, oh, all of a sudden, that's that. Um, that's a that, that's a u. Is that not a unit upgrade for? Um, uh, so, so 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 all of them get that on the uh, death troopers. I wasn't sure. Oh, that, it might be. Um, yeah. So oh, that spoils the fun. Um, oh, okay. And then obvi- the obvious one: an Ewok with a flamethrower. Uh, <laughs> walking in, just going, "What's this?" <laughs> Flaming everything in its sight. And that and that was the last we ever saw of the planet Endor. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so it's like, uh, and how did and how did Endor die? Well, uh, Wicket found a flamethrower. Um, <laughs> sorry, I think, I think Chris Christopher's just uh, just uh, written in as well. An Ewok shooting a Bistan if they mess up the wording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ewok picks up Bistan, chucks Bistan, leaves the weapon behind. Um, uh, nothing really in the Republic that's fun for them to use. Anything in the uh, well, no, obviously an Ewok with they a, uh, a whip. I was about to say yeah. Ewok, Ewok with a whip would be quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Sorry, Ewok with the magnet, <laughs> a, mag- a magnet Ewok. <laughs> oh like, dear! I mean, in some ways, I want it to be true. Like, I really do. I think it's going to be absolutely hilarious. Um, but at the same time, there's got to be some balance to it. Like, I don't know. Like, it depends on if it's true or not. Really, if you have to worry about it. <sighs> That's. Uh... Sorry, got, we've got funds out of it. There are. We have just had some laughs about that. Let's just maybe giggle a lot. So that's quite fun. Um, anything else on Ewoks? Because I mean, you any... can see three PO. Yeah, yeah, three three PO, which there I have actually go. got a clear enough picture for to uh, go for to... it. Right. Let's t- tell us about the great storyteller. That's what he is, isn't he? He he absolutely is. So, firstly, I'm going to say that there was a card hidden behind C three PO uh, when they were doing the spoilers, and that is for Chewbacca in what looks to be an ATST. So, fixed front and impact three is the only information that we have at the moment. Yes! But he's he's gonna be he's gonna be good. That's, I think they did say it was gonna be inconspicuous as well. An an inconspicuous ATST. Nothing to see here. I'm just a big metal thing with chicken legs. Honestly you just sit that at your key position and nothing happens. Yeah, but if you're not shooting it, then it can't score it either, because you can't score while you're inconspicuous. Can you not? No. So, ooh, Doesn't it work good. like on the scoring time? Uh, you just choose to stop being inconspicuous just at the moment that they score. I don't think you can voluntarily choose to lose inconspicuous. You have to either interact with an objective, which is like recover supplies, sabotage, and things like that, or be shot at at range one or shoot. Well, so how... I think it's based... 
Well, what happens if, and here's a scenario. What happens if you're playing Breakthrough? You get yep. the inconspicuous. Oh, yep. did someone see that tree move? Uh, inconspicuous ATST to the other end of the board doesn't score. It's doesn't the same score. as um, yeah. It's the same with Maul's probe droids. They've got to interact, so they have to fire before they can score. That seems okay, a so, bit so, silly. But so, okay. ter- so turn six, you fire your range four gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. They're not inconspicuous anymore, are they? <laughs> Do you have to just pull from attack? Does the attack actually have to hit? Because you could no, just, just. We've all seen. I about to say we've all seen short trooper mortars just go with. But yeah, I've never it, seen. I've never seen an ATST roll less than nine hits, and that's mostly because it's Jeff who rolls it, who I've never seen roll less than nine hits on his ATST. Man's a man's a wizard, especially when he has two of them. <laughs> but yeah, I've, uh, I've, I, I, that's what I've heard. I think again. Um, through the streams that it's got inspicuous. Okay, an inconspicuous ATST. Andy, Andy, if you want to read out C3PO for me, I have just got to depart for a couple of minutes. <gasps> yeah, uh, unless uh, Christoph's got it up and available, then uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to our guest if he wants to read uh, the master storyteller. Oh no, I I, w- I wouldn't uh, do this. Uh, have this honor. Uh, <laughs> I, and I'll be honest, I don't have it on me, so oh, it's all okay. yours, mate. So for a commander of 40 points, we have uh, C3PO, the Golden Rod. Um, As an action, the Master Storyteller can choose up to X friendly Ewok units at range 1, where X is the current round number. Each chosen unit gains two surge tokens. So on turn 6, he can give out uh, six units, two tokens each, which is amazing. Um, Then you've got Compel Ewok Troopers. He's got Infiltrate as a commander um, and Divine Influence. So while he's within range one of C3... Uh, while they are within range one of C3PO, so that's uh, Ewok units, they gain uh, Guardian 2 and they can they gain Protector at the same time. He only has free health. He's not dying anytime soon. <laughs> free health, two courage, white saves and surge to defense with speed 2. It's a weird commander. It's the uh, it's the unhealthiest of commanders again. Just that one, which kind of makes sense because he is a very uh, hapless droid. Yeah, but it's just so weird because, like, why do you need to infiltrate him? Why has he got that guardian? Like, I think the guardian is obviously to offset the health, but then I don't know what he's doing. Like, giving surges out. Do they not surge naturally? I assume, like the Ewoks, they do surge naturally. Um, but do not. No, you can guardian with your no, you guardian because you use your natural defense. That's a strange one. It is a really strange commander. I mean, it's forty points though. So if that's your command attacks, then you've still got seven hundred and sixty points to spend elsewhere. So yes, uh, Wookies, uh, not Ewoks, Ewoks, Wookies. Uh, we might notice there's a slight pause in the podcast show there because decide for some reason Zencaster went nah, screw you, and decided to shut it all down. Anyway, we were talking about uh, Ewoks. Um. Guardianing, yeah. So basically, why did why did they need why did C three PO have to hand out surges to Ewoks that already surge naturally on both offense and defense? It's a bit weird. We don't know, but Ewoks Ewok base units. We also don't know if there are any Ewok cores. It might be the case of that you get Rebel troopers and then you get Ewok special forces um, as their actual options. So there is no guarantee that those Ewoks have surge to hit or surge to block. Uh, that makes sense. So there could be different 
Ewok units that specifically no ATST doesn't surge. So maybe the story goes to ATST. Here, ATSD, have some more stuff to keep you alive. I think the storyteller oh. has to go to friendly Ewok units. So, but the but the ATSD could be an Ewok unit. It could have the. It, it depends on if they give it the Bright Tree Village um, symbol or not. If it does, then that'd be hilarious. Uh, yeah, and also, does that mean it could gain Guardian as well? No, because it does say Trooper units gain Guardian. That's fine. Also, I I actually think it's likely. That we get the ATST with a bright tree village, because I don't think that they're going to give rebels ATSTs as a as a playable unit I, outside of this battle force. I actually think Ollie's Ollie's yeah. correct there, just because you're kind of basically giving the giving the, the rebels a, 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 an empire unit for for nothing. Whereas but they could give it um, like a slightly different affiliation, but like only available inside. I mean, there's lots of options in design space available to them because Wicket actually is available as a rebel unit so he's part of the bright tree affiliation but he can be in a normal rebel army i thought he still required um to say if you were to need two of them because doesn't doesn't boba fett and dinjarin also have the rebel logo um same as uh same as if you want to take that's if you want to take two from the same rank but wicket's a commander so you could take him in your normal no different to taking like a capo so the normal rebel list, you could take Wicket and then a normal officer, and that would be your two commander slots filled. Here's one because so, he's got yeah, he's got the rebel symbol. So do do is it a case of wait and see, or do we think this is going to actually um, break break the game a little bit? No, um, they've had time on this one, um, so they're not going to do another blizzard pause. Because when they released Blizzard Force, they thought, ah, this is nice and chill. Great for new players to play. Ha, sorry, I see what you did there. You said Blizzard and chill and the same thing. Well done. Ha, see what you did there. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> um, but no, like I think they've seen what, what has happened to the meta after that. There's already going to be somebody at AMG going, why did we let that happen? And I don't think that that's going to happen again with the Ewoks. I think, if, I think because they've not revealed a lot of the Ewok cards yet... I think there's still a chance for them to fix it prior to breaking the game. Uh, I think Christoph also put it uh, pretty well earlier, saying that some things looked absolutely broken, like um, Din. And I was at the same boat as Christoph, like absolutely petrified of him with his Ambam rifle and his uh, whistling birds. And yeah, you don't see play on it. <laughs> so I think I'm not as scared as things. Um, everything is a bit balanced apart from, as you say, Blizzard Force, really. All I'm going to say is, if I see sixty Ewoks on the table, I'm just going to hope that I've gone back to my triple, triple flaming ATRT meta. That would be fun because that was a that was a thing that was fun. Uh, so what's that spray? Uh, two black per per mini. I'll just roll twenty black dice. Can I just borrow some dice, please? Can I borrow some dice, please? Can I borrow some dice? roll. That would be hilarious to see. I think that um, I think that d depending on what they do with Blizzard uh, and depending on whether they make the fixes they need to fix with that, um, then you'll see other things starting to take to the meta again. Um, so I think uh, Cody will see will get a little bit of uh, Republic reprisal going, um, and it won't just be uh, Anakin Pikes or Anakin Gunline or Anakin Barks. Um, hopefully, you'll see a little bit of more robust uh, Republic play. Uh, I still think Rex is 
Rex is still out there and he's still doing okay, so I'd like to see a team up. Hey, I played against Rex in round five of Worlds and the guy had gone undefeated for seven games before that with Rex, so... Uh, and that wasn't that was the Canadian guy, wasn't it? Uh, I think he was still American. He was part of the fifty-eight twenty. Fifty-two eighty. That's the Denver. Yep. That's the Denver, Colorado type lot. I think. Yeah. Rocky Mountain. Yeah, Rocky so, Mountain um, guys. Yeah. So, so, so he was he was on Rex, and he'd gone undefeated in the last chance qualifier, undefeated in day one, and then it was game two of day three for him. And he'd not and he'd not dropped a game. So you you can you can snigger all you want, but if you if you know the if you know the list and you know how to play it, the units are still good. But so yeah, I think you'll see more Republic. I think you'll see Rebels come back out of their shells again. Um, I still think that AMG didn't need to tank Vigilance than the way that they did. I think they should have just tackled the uh, auto dodge or the auto situational awareness on the plate. I disagree. I think it needed it a little uh, and maybe not to the extent that you did. Yeah, yeah, it's killed the uh, rebel. Eight, it re- yeah, eight, hang on, hang eight, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, it hurt your rebel list, but it needed it for the freaking pikes that existed because it was like, well, they'll stay, they'll keep it, they'll keep it. I, but I get it. But I think it, what we need to, what they would like, what would be a good thing to look at in the future is looking at upgrades per faction, i.e. vigilance on Rebels would be nine points instead of twelve points, that sort of thing. That would be a that would be an interesting concept for them to mess around with. It'd be complicated, but I reckon they could do it. Or instead of being complicated, just take the situational awareness off the pikes. Done. And uh, give them give them an upgrade slot so that they can take situational awareness and just have it cost them points for that ability. Same as it is for the uh, the rebel DLTs. And then there's and then there's literally no difference. If they didn't just auto have that, they'd be fine. Because the lists, in the way that they were, to get the 10 activations, they were very, very point-heavy. And if your six units are costing you an extra 12 points to give them that ability, you're going to have to either drop a unit or think of something different. Yeah, so it costs you seven, because it's set, set, the vigilance is seven points extra, times by six. Six sevens are 42? You're in the wrong, you're in, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong boat there, mate, because you're not giving them all vigilance. You know, oh, okay. Well, there we go. Well, brain. Yeah, I've seen the like post CRB uh, stats of the of the command upgrades, and like improvised orders is by far the most used at two hundred ninety five copies, among like uh, one thousand four hundred games, but vigilance is the close second at one hundred eighty, which is the second most popular command upgrade still. Which also finally happened to training upgrades, uh, because when I look at those stats, they like still top four are all the things that they did nerf point wise. So this is tenacity, situational awareness, offensive push, and up close. These are like four most popular. So like for for me, this sounds like this actually worked a little bit because the gap is smaller. And if those upgrades are still like played like crazy, and there is still like huge gap to 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 other options in the same slot, then then the points didn't hurt as much, and like rebels could for sure get some balance some elsewhere. But maybe maybe they do should get like inbuilt situational awareness on their core troopers, which are like hurting a ton right now, but. I wouldn't say that vigilance at twelve points is too much, just like judging at how how often it's still taken. 
after this change. Ollie, I, rebuttal. I mean, I mean, fair play. I'll, I'll bow down to the man with the stats. Um, it's it, it's hard to argue against figures like that. Um, so now, if, if those upgrades are still being taken in those proportions, uh, obviously I only see what I play uh, at events and in tournaments and just my personal experience from it. But if people are still taking those upgrades in such high quantities, then obviously when they were at cheaper points, there was a bit of a balance issue. I suppose the ultimate thing is uh, if you if you have a list, and this is if you have a list and you're, it's a favourite list of yours and it's been hurt by points upgrades or point, sorry, points increases, that it, it feels bad because you're like, oh, that's my favourite list and you can't, and it's not as, you can't play it as much anymore. For example, like my Yoda Kenobi list, which is my favourite list, it, I can't, it's now 807, despite the fact I had a 14 point bid on it already. So yeah, it's a bit crazy. Um, but there we go. Um, yes. Moving on, uh, we're going to try and wrap up now because we're going to coming, to, we've, we've had oh, too much time. Uh, wrapping up, um we had a, we put to the we put to our patreon supporters uh if you have any questions for us and a couple of them had some questions so we're going to answer those questions very quickly and i'm going to quickly look them on here let's have a look any questions we we're going to do uh one from uh mr smith can you think of a way in the current meta to make rebels work competitively or do you think they're waiting for the potential points nerf to imperials to make them more playable Do I have time to to read out the list which I created for for this exact question? Yes, and this is the, the here's your answer to that question. So here, Mr. Smith, here's the answer to the question. Okay, personally speaking, now this list could go one of two ways, uh, and I think that it has legs. So and it's a bit of a tester at the moment. So uh, it is rebels nine activations, seven hundred and eighty four points. Uh, Rebel officer with vigilance, Pike syndicate capo, Ahsoka Tano with force push, burst of speed into the fray and tenacity. Sabine Wren with Electro Grappling Line, Personal Combat Shield, the Dark Saber, the Dark Saber, two Pike Syndicate Foot Soldiers with the Disruptors, two Rebel Troopers with the DLTs and Rebel Trooper cap- Captains, and then one Commando Strike Team. So you get a 16 point bid. You can try and angle yourself out of some of the worse sort of missions for you, um, and then obviously you just take. For, most likely, you'll take the six command cards from uh, Ahsoka and sabine together uh, as you'll be that that's you know that that's your heavy hitting bit of the list and then you've got a gun line to back it up andy reactions christoph reactions uh gents not enough impact maybe i'll let christoph go first Ooh. the impact would i suppose come from the disruptor the D- then the critical off the dlt and the yeah, and the lightsabers i imagine so you got impact two and critical two at range um, each turn and at range four each turn um, and then you've got to just hope um, that the Darksaber on Sabine and Ahsoka's lightsabers can work through any other armor bits um, but again you kind of just you, 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 you kind of just going into that old way that Luke's DLT's played which was hunker down into cover um, with your core units and then have your force user or your faster units uh, run off into objectives so you know this, this, this list is designed for intercept the transmissions uh, you know hot, I don't think, I think hostage exchange because you've got Sabine at speed three and Ahsoka at speed three is also a good shout. Recover the supplies again because you're Sabine speed three. So you're not gearing up for just uh, a complete shootout. Uh, you're going to have to be more tricky with it, which brings it back to more of how rebels should be feeling. Cool. Uh, Andy, anything for yourself? And then we'll move on to the next question. 
I think um, it's a good baseline. I'm excited to see it across the table from me and also potentially, well, I don't want to play it, but <laughs> I'm not playing Rebels. But I think, yeah, it's a good list uh, as a basis. You and I can just um, take a list each and then just swap. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually eyeing up playing clones at the moment. So I'm going to have to Ooh. grab them out of the garage and paint them. What clone? Oh, no, that's another list for another conversation another time because time is of the essence. Um, question number two from a young lad who hails from in, in Essex. His name is Andreas. Andreas writes, question for pod. What are your each top three wish list items for any upcoming errata points change? Right. So instead of each of us doing a top three, we'll pick one each and um, anything you like. What would you like to see a points change? Uh, Ollie, you first. Uh, I would like to see a points change in Vigilance. If, even... If, even with the stats increase, well, so, so specifically, I would like to see a points drop for Rebel Vigilance. Okay, Andy. Um, I'd like to see a points drop on like Grievous and Obi Wan kind of region, like oh, characters that do not see table play. And because I was going to put Kristoff next, but because you've kind of stolen it, I completely agree. And I was wanting to say uh, drop points on Kenobi specific and Grievous. Now you've said it as well, both of them, and you probably could. Any commander or character, I think, that doesn't see the play that it should probably should have a bit of a points drop just to give it a bit more play. Uh, Christoph? I would specifically like to vehicles to drop, armored vehicles, like by far. I would I would like them to... No, no. Is there a specific ex- actually, one Actually, no. Mind? Like all armor pieces to be like way more available so they can thrive in the impact meta. Because I actually don't think that impact meta is a bad thing to, to be in. And while it is indicated by dark troopers, I I wouldn't mind seeing like tanks drop like clone tank or imperial tank drop like by thirty points or forty points. I I don't maybe this 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 would be this would be a huge shake up. I, I don't imagine any company would do this like in the miniature war gaming. I like that take. It's a cool. It's a cool take. No, it's a cool take because you're right. Given now that everything either has a critical or an impact, if it's a good unit outside of the core world, it kind of makes sense. So yeah, maybe maybe that is maybe that is something to think about. ATRT is forty five points. Let's go. ATRT is at the same price as just only five. Well, cheaper than a core unit of clones. That's hilarious. One point more than a Stormtrooper squad. <laughs> um, so there's some questions. Now, to wrap up, we will talk events. There are a few events kicking off, but Andy, you have the biggest of the event news. Go. Yeah, so six weeks notice you to buy your tickets and get over to the UK, um, if you are not in the UK, to come along to the UK Games Expo, as it is a regional qualifier. Um, so it does have um, Worlds flights and uh, tickets. There are four tickets up for grabs. Um, it is the oh, ah, when is it? It is. I've got it open. It's the second of June. Nope, that's a lie. It's the fir- Friday, the second of June, and Saturday, the third of June. Um, you need to buy a UK Games Expo ticket for the Friday and Saturday and then buy the Legion ticket for the tournament on top. Um, The tournament is a uh, two-day Swiss. It'll be five or six rounds, depending on the number of participants that we need to get an undefeated player. 
So if we sell out all 64 places, then we will have six rounds and have one undefeated. If we only sell out 32, then again, we'll only play five rounds. So you can all go home early on the Saturday. Um, but as a good shout out, um, and a, I think a fair representation of the eagerness of it, it has already sold 23 tickets in three hours. Um, so um, for the international listers, um, be quick, because as I say, it is only a six week notice. Um, I do apologize, but that is out of my hands. Um, I was given only seven weeks notice to be asked to judge the competition. So, <laughs> um, but it will be good. I'm running it. I'm your head judge. Um, I um, have Simon Fullerlove as my assistant judge um, to assist with uh, consular uh, calls. As long as, and... to, as long as he respects the chain of command, he has to call you <laughs> the grand consular. And oh, he's, yes. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm, just walk... I'm, sure can, I'm, I'm sure he can think of many things to call Andy and grand consular. <laughs> <not one> of... <laughs> he can call you like, he can call you master because you're the UK yep, champ. master and apprentice. Yep. Um, Sim- uh, and we're... Uh... Yeah, it'll be a great event. There is official prizes, um, and I'm sure I'll be able to twist AMG's arm for some more prizes. That's the plan anyway. Use your powers of persuasion, your powers of persuasion. Um, Christoph, what have you got? you got anything to plug? Because this is your time. Uh, Oh, yeah. I just want to say that I envy uh, all the people that come to to your events to hear the consular word uh, spelled uh, (laughs) correctly, (laughs) with the correct accent. so oh perfect <laughs> consular um so in poland we will have in may 14th of may uh we'll have a second tournament of current fourth edition of galaxy on fire uh i know that this is a like uh, only one day event but should uh, anyone abroad want to come to to us to play those free runs uh it would it would be great. Uh, I would advise to contact the organizer uh, beforehand uh, because this is not a competition, but our events sell out even quicker. Um, we we do attempt to sell out whole events in a few hours. Uh, <laughs> so it it would be best if anybody plans to show up to to actually contact the organizer beforehand so they can arrange for some special treatment for uh, our foreign guests. Uh, so 14th of May, uh, second edition of second second tournament of Galaxy on Fire edition four. For everyone who can't come, just observe us uh, on Facebook, and uh, we we mainly uh, show our events in Polish group. But I hope it it changes for us to get more visible in the in the international Discord and in international Facebook. So uh, you can observe our beautiful tables and our uh, enormous price support. So yeah, there's there's my event flag. Well, what we'll do then, if you what well, if you we will repost your event links through our thing and uh, hopefully it gets a bit more traction. And who knows, Perfect. maybe you get one or two visitors over that sort of thing. Um, for me, uh, so I've got a couple of events to plug. Uh, there is the That's No Bad Moon um, series event in London. They have some tickets this Saturday, uh, which is obviously the 21st or 22nd of Saturday. They have a couple of tickets left for their uh, event there. Speak to Elliot Thomas if he'll be able to help you out there. Um, the bigger event that's uh, the other event that's happening, sorry, um, on the same day in uh, Hockley, Essex, Andreas Killy is running his first tournament. 
Andreas Consular Killy, in this case, uh, Whaling Games in Hockley. Um, I literally swung by there the other day. Really good setup in there. So hopefully if things uh, get better in terms of if there's more take up, they'll, they'll uh, having spoken to someone, they'll keep running events. And um, given I think he's nearly sold out all of his tickets, I think he's got 20 plus. Um, that's gone really well. And it's going to be his first running an event and he's using good old game uplink so well done him um sorry game dot uplink yeah i have to get it right uh so he's do- using that i think the link is out for that uh if you are attending uh, so you can click on and sign up to that um going in two weeks after that sam page has got his um big star wars event which which name has just escaped out of my brain um molly you're, what you're going what's it called oh uh, no idea he usually does it as a version of the word spectacular so he did spooktacular <laughs> yeah. for for his october event now that should be good 60 to 64 players yes um big big store at element games usually a really good turnout uh dave foxall and the newcastle guys if you do listen to the podcast i'm excited to beat you all again and i might i might be going i might yeah i yep. might i don't know someone has to come 64th Wow. I mean, that's never happened. <laughs> wow. 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 We were. Anyway, and, and, um... Um, so that's happening. And that is the second weekend of May. It's the coronation weekend. Um, not that anyone, if anyone cares about the coronation on the Monday, but I mean, it happens on the Saturday. It's happening on the Saturday and Sunday of that weekend, which I think is that means it's the 6th and 7th because the Monday is the 8th. So 6th and 7th of May. Um, speak to Sam Page. He's got tickets for that left. And I believe there's still stuff going on at... Uh, Simon Fuller loves stuff going on the Mando Cup. They're still going on as well up at Harlequins in Preston. Um, contact him for more information about tickets and events and, and things uh, for further that way. Um, what I will do at some point is I will um, repost and relink to Jeff Porritt's amazing uh, Bible of UK events that he's made um, for anyone who's interested because there's, there's events happening pretty much every weekend now um, for anywhere and everywhere from all down in Bournemouth and Portsmouth with Seb Day, Seb Agar's first event down that was uh, in Portsmouth the other week, uh, which uh, for all accounts and purposes went really well. Some real good positive positive vibes there. We were able to be a sponsor, and some lucky people got some cool rare dice, uh, which is cool. And yeah, so that's that's our show. Um, we'll try and keep up to it with more events uh, coming on. Uh, you may see some things change on our Facebook. You may see some things uploaded on our Facebook soon. Who knows? Who knows? Some really so uh, some exciting things coming up uh, on our on through thanks to your support, our Patreon's support. So if you want to be interested, if you're interested in one knowing what's going on, two uh, getting some cool gear and supporting the show, uh, that's no, go to patreon.com forward slash that's no moon and uh, you get invites to our exclusive Discord server that we have where people post regularly to find out where Ollie lives. It's really cool. Uh, they also We also have lists, where, list channels and event channels and all this sorts of stuff. We have plans to sort of in, do other things with it, but uh, these are all things that are in the pipeline and you shall all see soon. Um, Christoph, any final words? Uh, thanks for, thanks for having me. Uh, come to Poland to play some Legion. Look out for for other Polish players to come to to, to you to play Legion. It, it, it's a great cast. Pleasure to be here. I think given, I think given the stat, given the stats that you have, uh, given the stats that you've got, I will be tapping you up just to sort of like bring out Statman Dave things going on at some point and be like, bang, my stat guy says this, and you'll be my stat guy. So thank you very much for your stats. There, they'll be uh, useful. We shall use those. Uh, 
Ollie, anything you want to add? Uh, we, just a yeah. I will be attending the event up at Element on the sixth and seventh, so do come and say hello. I'll also be at UK Games Expo uh, again, so do come and say hello. And then, except for this month, I'll generally be at the monthly MK tournament. Um, I'll be dialing it down a little bit uh, on games until I uh, until I uh, get my get my world's ticket. And then I'll probably ramp it back up again and try and practice lists that will definitely get banned or points changed or other things that crazy and weird will happen to me. Um, other than that, you can find me on the Discord at CBT3 dash That's No Moon. Yep, the only caster with That's No Moon with a dash next to it. Thanks, uh, guys. Hang on. No. Thought... no, 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 no. I've got it on mine. Since when? Um, hang on. Just just like like it's there i have a dash in my name but yours... yeah but your yours is for tnm which is the nobody matters uh maybe i don't have it there i thought I tftn tftn anyway um andy you know, i just I self-burned the podcast there. andy oh, right. andy anywhere anywhere people want to find you they can do things yeah you can grab me on facebook um uh or on the discord is ajst or facebook's andrew terrell um and I do respond, despite what these uh, two Muppets say. He doesn't say. respond. Um, he doesn't respond. He hates you all. <laughs> um, but yeah, feel free to reach out to us. Obviously, I will be hosting and seeing, hopefully, as many of you as possible at UK Games Expo or my monthly tournament uh, this Saturday. So see you all there. I forgot about that event. And I'm Cockles Faulkner. You can find me on Facebook, Cockles Faulkner, Twitter, Cockle- not Twitter. Well, Twitter is the same thing. And also, um, uh, yeah. On Discord, as Cockles Faulkner, it turns out. Not the thing I had on my That's No Moon, as I thought I did. But yeah, um, that's our show. That's episode eleven. Um, thank you for listening. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a, it's been, it's been emotional. And uh, the image of a Wookie, sorry, an Ewok with a fertilizer will not leave my head. So, cheerio, everybody. Thank you. You've been listening to That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast. To keep up to date with us, please like and follow us on Facebook, That's No Moon, a Star Wars Legion podcast, and Instagram, That's No Moon Podcast.